0: One of my earliest childhood memories left an imprint on me for all the years to come. I was probably two or three. I was still in a a crib for some reason. And it was dark. And I got scared. And so I called out behind a closed door, Mommy? Daddy? help? There was a little crack of light from a nightlight in the hallway but the door was closed and so the room that I was in was extremely dark and I got scared. What is it about the dark that can terrify little ones and cause us to grope around and just wonder what life is going to be throwing at us? What is it about that? And it's amazing how the power of just a little bit of light can make all the difference in the world. And I want you to hold on to that, that message, this little light making all the difference in the world. As I go through uh, for the next several minutes, we're going to reflect on some passages about darkness in the Scriptures uh, because I think there's some things that we can learn about it. And I'd like to take us all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to Genesis. All right, and So we'll have the, the words on the screen. And there was morning, the first day. See, in the beginning, darkness was not anything that we needed to be afraid of. Darkness was there. And God, in his providence, in his way of creating, he spoke light into existence because he wanted there to be a rhythm in creation. Night and day, day and night. Some plants thrive on the light. Other creatures need the night. It wasn't always evil. But it didn't take long after Adam and Eve fell into sin to cast the world into darkness as in rebellion, as we just confessed in the Christmas Creed. And evil started to claim it. And early writings, as early as Job, gives us a little bit of a picture of what was taking place. It says this in Job 24, verses 13 to 17. It says, There are those who rebel against the light, who are not acquainted with its ways. They do not stay in its paths. Listen to this. The murderer rises before its light that he may kill the poor and the needy. And in the night he is like a thief. The eye of the adulterer also waits for twilight, saying, No eye will see me. He veils his face. In the dark they dig through houses, And by day they shut themselves up. They do not know the light. For deep darkness is morning to all of them, for they are friends with the terrors of the deep darkness. People making friends with their sinful nature. Doing whatever we want because it pleases us. Some of us may be shamed by what we do, so we try to hide it, and yet we still long for the pleasures and the way it makes us feel. Now, there are those that are bold, and they'll just do acts of evil in broad daylight. They'll hurt and harm anyone that comes across their path because they are fully evil. But what about my brothers and sisters who claim to follow Jesus Christ? Do you allow sin in your life to cast the darkness in your heart? Are you friends with the darkness at times, hoping that nobody sees you? hoping that you get away with it just this once. And, and, and then, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll repent. I won't do it again. Evil-consuming, darkness-consuming, a sinful nature having its way with you. You are lost without hope. Lost groping around in a world that ultimately will lead to your destruction without hope. I'd like to take a look now over at Exodus, and God understands the power of darkness, and he uses it as a form of judgment against Pharaoh. We're nine plagues in at this point in the scriptures that God is judging Pharaoh with. He says this to Moses, stretch out your hand towards the heaven, and there will be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness that will be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards heaven and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. This was so powerful darkness-wise that they did not see one another nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the people of Israel had light where they lived. See, darkness can sometimes overwhelm us. It It can act like a weight, maybe depression, It can have its way with your thoughts. You don't see hope. You don't see a way out. And these people that were experiencing God's judgment because they were rebelling, they had their hard hearts, Pharaohs in particular. God wanted to show his glory. God wanted his people to be able to walk in the light. And Pharaoh finally caved. He's, this was too much. This darkness was just overwhelming. And then he said, okay, go ahead and go. Just... But he put conditions on the people. And that's not what God wanted. And so Pharaoh's hard heart, he said, how the heck with this? And he cursed the people of Israel, only to have that back Land right back in his lap. In the 10th plague, when the Passover happened, the angel of death took the firstborn son of every living thing in Egypt, unless they were protected by the lamb of the blood, blood of the lamb, and the doorposts. You see, God had sent, there's a reason why you can have hope, and they had prophesied about it all the way back, even in Isaiah 9. It's a very familiar Christmas text. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone." And we are gathered here in this place to be reminded of the birth of Jesus Christ. And we've heard it over and over again, the hope that we have right out of the gospel of John. Now let's hear it again. All right. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, not anything was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Little ones that are here in, in the room, older little ones that are here in the room, you are all children of the day. You are all children of light. You are baptized You are followers of Jesus Christ. You have the light of Christ dwelling within your heart that casts out the darkness of your sin, speaking to you and pointing to you all the way back to the cradle and to the cross of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who says, I am with you always. There will be nothing that will overwhelm you. Not sin, not darkness, not even death will be able to separate you from my love. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are children of the day. We are children of the light and we have an awesome message that we can carry out to our world that is being more and more enveloped in darkness and reveling in it each and every passing moment. But we can live differently. We can live as lights of the world. And you're going to hear a lot about that as we carry on with the next little bit of our worship service. But what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and invite our our praise team to come up. We're going to sing a song called The Light of the World. Moms and dads, if you have little ones with your little candles, if you want to help them, the little black switch pushes towards the center. And boys and girls, you can have fun with this song. If you want to wave the lights, you can. If you just want to hold it and just look at it as we're singing, go ahead. You are little lights of the world. You have Jesus. You have a special message to carry to the world that Jesus loves you. Amen? Amen. Amen.